Football on Off The Ball. With Sky. Come on, you girls in green. Good luck to the Ireland women's football team in their upcoming World Cup qualifiers. All right, it is time for our weekly catch-up with John Giles. How are you keeping, John? Okay, Nathan. So there's a lot going on in the Champions League and the Premier League over the past week, but the more things change, the more they seem to stay the same for Manchester United. Uh, big defeat against Leicester at the weekend. It looked as though there was a real turning point coming when they were 2-0 down against Atalanta last night. Yes, they showed a character to come back, and Cristiano Ronaldo does it again, match winner, a 3-2 victory. Are we learning anything new about Manchester United over the past week? Uh, <clears throat> well, not an awful lot, Nathan, except, well, maybe the inconsistency is there, as it has been, and, and uh, everybody's looking for the the the, 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 the the way to stop it. Um, mm. You know, after the Leicester match, which they were very poor against Leicester, as most people saw, Nathan, then we had, uh, you know, uh, Pogba coming out after the match to say what he felt was wrong and uh, I think a lot of people would think that maybe he was the the problem in fact I think it's also the idea because he left him out for the next match during the week well you mentioned Pogba's quotes he said we've been having these kind of games for a long time we've not found the problem conceding easy goals stupid goals we need to be more mature play with more experience and arrogance in a good way we need to find something we need to change did he say anything wrong there um, no, I don't think he did, but I think you'd have to look at where he should have pointed the finger. Mm. He should have been back at himself because, uh, you know, he, he was he was dreadful against Leicester. And uh, I think when, uh, you know, most of the matches he plays, he, he can play well, as we know. He can do, do extraordinary things. Um, but I think when it comes to the inconsistency, he's one of the major problems. That game against Leicester, it came less than a week after the Nations League final where France beat Spain and Pogba played in a two-man midfield, albeit with three defenders behind them. Mm. But Pogba was outstanding that night. He ran the game. He seemed to cover every blade of grass in the last five minutes when Spain were piling on the pressure. Pogba was the one back helping out his defence, winning important headers. How does he go from that performance to what we've seen against Leicester? Is that... Tactically, Manchester United aren't using him in the right way, or is that an attitude? No, it's an attitude, uh, Nathan. I mean, if he, if he can do it for France, why can't he do it for Manchester United? And he can have bad games. Everybody can have a bad game. But I think, I think the attitude from, from Pogba is always about Pogba. When he plays for France, uh, Nathan, he's playing about, what, six matches a year, seven matches a year for France. right? So he's committed to the French... Uh, uh, international team, and he plays well because of the ability he has. When it comes to Manchester United's situation, it's different. First of all, he's, he's, he, he's been offered a new contract to Manchester United, which he's turned down. He hasn't signed a new contract for next year. Nobody knows where he's going. Is he going to stay at Manchester United? Is he not going to stay at Manchester United? And when you're in that situation as a player, and he's as a major player for Manchester United, what are the other lads thinking about? Is he committed as we are? Or is he not? I think so. A lot of matches, he's not as committed as he has been uh, for France and in certain matches, Nathan. So therefore, mm. you get the inconsistency of performance from him. Now, I'm not blaming him for everything on Manchester United because the other players didn't play well. But if you're looking for to run a team or a club, 
And one of your major players is not signing a new contract, could well be gone by, by after, just after Christmas and won't be there for next year. When you're building a team, it's a team, Nathan. Everybody's in it together. Everybody's got, looking for the same thing, which is to be successful. And it means the same to everybody. I think when you're in a position with, with Pogba, who is a major player, and he hasn't signed his new contract, how can he be committed in a way that the other lads are committed? And how do you build morale? I mean, what is morale? Except everybody together, looking for the but, same thing and doing the same thing. I don't when you look at them, John, with, too, with Pogba. When you look at them 2-0 down last night, and like, this has been a continuous strength of Manchester United over the last year, is that they score late goals, they come from behind, they win. Is, is that not something that is a sign of a team with good morale, who still believe in each other, that they can, when the chips are down, when they're under enormous pressure, trailing in games, they can, dr- they can somehow get out of the fire? Yeah, well, that happens to all great teams, Nathan. You're not always, not always going to be in front, and you have to get out of that fire. But if you look at the situation that Manchester United are in, uh, I mean, against Leicester, for example, I mean, Leicester have been having a bad time. Mm. And they totally outplayed Manchester United on the day. Right? That, that, that's, that's, that doesn't just happen uh, to a team that the morale is good. Obviously, there can be teams that have the right spirit and the right goal about them can be beaten. But they don't be beaten as consistently or play as poorly as Manchester United play. Uh, particularly this season, or, or for a while, for, for that matter. It's an inconsistency in there. Of course, the fight back was very, very good. Uh, it definitely was good, and they deserved, it. They, de- they deserved it in the end. But they shouldn't be in that position in the first place. Mm. Not as often as they are, and shouldn't be outplayed as much as they were at Leicester. I mean, all teams can be beaten. But if you look at the display against Leicester, it was, you'd have to look at it and say, were they trying? They didn't look to be trying to me. And then, then after the match, Pogba's the one coming out and saying there's problems and we've got to sort it out. There is only one person who can sort this out, and that's the manager. But he hasn't, he hasn't looked like doing that for, 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 for a long time. That inconsistency you talk about, it, it, it's, it's a whole team thing at Manchester United and that game after game, week after week, you never are quite sure how they're going to perform. But it also seems to be an individual thing at Manchester United. Obviously, you mentioned Pogba. But Bruno Fernandes has been outstanding since he came to the club. But for the last, well, latter end of last season, start of this season, like, there have been moments and flashes of genius, but like there was last night for uh, Marcus Rashford's goal. But the consistency doesn't seem to be there from him. The consistency doesn't always seem to be there from Cristiano Ronaldo. That What what breeds from your experience? What breeds inconsistency? Well, well, first of all, you have to have a leader. right? And the leader is generally, not generally, in my opinion, all the time, the manager. The manager is the manager, and there has to be a certain amount, in my opinion, uh, Nathan, fear from the players, from managers. All the great managers produce uh, teams that do what he wants them to do, and there's no messing about as to what he, he demands. I mean, if you look at the present crop, I mean, could you say that Klopp is in the same position as, as uh, uh, Solskjaer? You know, well, Tuchel, re- reverse, Tuchel. The, re- reverse the question, John. Hmm? Would Klopp, Tuchel, Guardiola, do you think they would win the league? Do you think they would perform better with that Manchester United squad than Solskjaer? Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, you, they would demand much more. I, I, I think Solskjaer is, is a nice lad. Uh, he's, he's okay. I don't think he's the boss. He's not the boss in the way that 
lads would be scared of, of Shankly in his day, Ferguson in his, in his day, Klopp today, uh, particularly. And now, this Tuchel seems to be in this, the same breed. Conte had it as well. I, I, I don't see that at Manchester, uh, at Manchester United. I think mm. he's, he's a nice guy. I don't think he's... I think he's... I think he's good for the people who are running the club, Nathan. He's not going to correct, uh, cause any fuss, any bother. He could just get on with the job as, as they see him, that, as they want him to do. Right. But again, if you go back to Ferguson, Ferguson was in charge. And the reason he was in charge was because there was this, a certain amount of, of fear with players when, when it comes to the likes of uh, Ferguson. Yeah. I don't think that's there. I think the, the, the situation with uh, Solskjaer is that there, there are people at the club who are running the club who find him okay because he's not going to cause any trouble and he's not going to demand things in a way that that should be demanded, where he has control over these players, whether it be Ronaldo, whether it be Podge, anybody. If you look at all the great managers, they controlled all these players, all these great players, going back over the years, Nathan, even to this day. Let's put it this way, and I might have said it to you before. Would Klopp have Pogba in the team, in the club? Well, unless unless Pogba was doing what he wanted, I guess. Well, he he exactly. But is Pogba going to do that with anybody, Nathan? I mean, I'm I'm talking well, about is, the, is, is the answer not there with France? Is the answer not there with United, France? Right. Is the answer not there with France, John? That he actually does do it. He does it for Didier Deschamps at France. Well, he does. Yes, but there's only a certain period of the year, Nathan. There's only about five or six matches a year, and he's on the he's on the international stage, and he's doing it for himself, in my opinion. And he'll do it for him because it's the international team. Mm. And he wants to show France, this is what I can do. And he does it, but it's for a certain period of matches. You know, why, why does he do it for France then and doesn't do it for Manchester United? Because maybe he's a better manager at France. Well, well, yeah, and it suits him better. Yeah. You know, it suits him, uh, Nathan. Because, look, if you look at the situation now, he hasn't signed a new contract. There's a good chance he could leave just after Christmas. And still play for him. He's not going to be committed to Manchester United. But you have to be committed to the club. Like all the players in the dressing room, they're together. That's how you build the morale, the team spirit, all the things that you want to mention like that. But if you've got Pogba, who's one of the main characters in the dressing room, and he hasn't signed a contract, which means he's not committed in the way that the other lads are committed. Mm. And, he, and he shows that on the pitch. Now, I mean, against Leicester, he was dreadful. He wasn't the only one. But he was one of the major characters in it. And we've, we've seen, what is he, six years at Old Trafford now? And we're still mm. waiting for him to be what he's supposed to be. Certainly, he did drop him. He can be brilliant. He has the ability to do it. But you have to have the will to do it. And I'm not blaming, I'm not blaming Pogba for that. Well, I'm blaming him a lot because he's, 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 the, he's the major player, or one of the major players at Manchester United, that's coming out saying what they should be doing and shouldn't be doing against Leicester. And, and, and he's left out of the team the next match himself by the manager. Well, on that then, so mm. Solskjaer did leave him out last night and mm. Solskjaer's in a position now as they head into that game against Manchester United on Sunday, which we're going to have live here and off the ball, one of the biggest games of Manchester United season. He has almost everybody fully fit and he has a huge amount of options in midfield and across mm. the attack line as well. If we take it that the back four will, in all likelihood, be Wan-Bissaka, Lindelof, Maguire, Shaw, who would you pick in front of them? With all the options, who would you pick for Manchester United to feel could 
go and take Liverpool? Could really put it up to Liverpool on Sunday. Well, I, I think with the players they have, they can pull it up. They've got a few few uh, midfield players. I mean, Pogba, if, if you had Pogba playing his best, you'd have him in the team, Nathan. But this is the problem. It's not about Saturday this Saturday. It, it hasn't just happened now. This has come over a period of time uh, with, with, with Solskjaer there, where they should be now, at least after two or three years in the job. There shouldn't be any talk, of me talking even, about Pogba, what he's doing, what he isn't doing. That should be a done deal. This is what you do. If you don't do mm. it, you get out. So it's not a, 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 a magic for, a formula about who you pick for uh, the match against Liverpool. You know, it's 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 a some it's a non-going thing in the club that that should be there by now. That everybody is in the same boat. They're out playing for the team. They're playing for each other, and uh, there's a morale to to the, the morale is there. I don't think you're going to suddenly have the morale on the weekend. Now, what you might have at the weekend is because it's such a big game that no matter who plays, they're going to be up for it, Nathan. Yeah. That's, that's the thing. I, I might not be explaining myself very well. well no, no, yeah, I think you're right. It's not it's just on, on one match. It's, it's, again, if you go back to, to, to Klopp or Tuchel since he's come in, which is a short time, Tuchel, you can see there, the players, they're, they're, they're a bit scared of him. They want to please him. They want to do it mm. and they're going out and doing it. Would he have Pogba in the team? Not if he's doing what he's doing, not doing what he's doing, what he wants him to do. Same with Klopp. So the Manchester United thing is, it seems to me that there's people behind the scenes there. It's, it's, a, it's a money situation, I think, with, with Pogba, or could be. In other words, we bought him for 90 million. Uh, he could walk for nothing next year. And I think they're doing the best to keep him for the financial situation. And in the meantime, that's not doing Solskjaer, who's not in the position to demand that he's not in the team, uh, uh, to do what's needed to be done. It's a complicated situation. That's, that's, yeah. that, that Solskjaer is in the middle of it, Nathan. And I don't think he has the, the control to say, I'm not playing this guy. He has to go. It doesn't feel like the uh, conversation about Manchester United is going to change anytime soon, so I'm sure we'll be back to this, John. Our football coverage is with thanks to Sky, proud primary partner and supporter of the Republic of Ireland women's national football team. I want to talk briefly about Manchester City, John. It's been a straightforward week for Manchester City. They put five past Club Bruges in the Champions League. They had a relatively straightforward 2-0 win against Burnley. But watching them over the last couple of games, again, the focus is on the lack of a traditional striker, a traditional number nine, and I was at the game on Saturday against Burnley and Phil Foden played out in the left wing and he had a good, solid game, doing what you would do when you'd expect it. The ball had come to him, he'd put the head down, he'd bring it to the end line, or he, he certainly was always on the front foot. And they played him as a number nine, a false nine, for the last sort of half an hour. And he just looked totally at sea. And we saw Jack Grealish in a similar position in the game against Liverpool. Now, I know you played the majority of your career in the middle of midfield and you started out on the right-hand side. These are some of the best young players in world football. Is it that seismic a difference in playing on the left wing from playing at centre forward? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, most players have their best position, uh, and, mm. and and the, the, the season City have been caught out really because it looked odds on that um, uh, our, our pal from Harry Kane. Sorry, Harry Kane. Harry would would be would be at uh, at City. It, it looked that way, and uh, and. He's been cut out because he, it hasn't happened. So where is there else to go? He doesn't. I mean, Aguero is gone, uh, as we know. So who's going to play in that position? So mm. he doesn't have an out-and-out centre forward. Well, well, 
maybe the the, the uh, one of the younger players, uh, Yazoo, probably play can play up there, Nathan. Yeah. But he hasn't been really doing the job that Harry Kane would have done had he gone to, to City, in my opinion. So he's stuck with that, and he's trying to make the best use of it. And it's very, 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 very difficult for him to to turn any of these uh, young players or players who don't play in that position into a goal-scoring centre-forward, Nathan. Who knows more about Munster rugby, me or you, Quinny? Everyone has an opinion, don't they? Some of the opinions are waffle, but I'd like to think I know a lot. The Red 78 with Alan Quinlan and Neave Briggs. Subscribe to the rugby channel on the OTB Sports app and turn on your notifications now. Is there a potential that he he damages Grealish and Foden by trying to get them to do this? No, I don't think he'll damage them, no. I mean, they're, 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 they're both young players who play in a certain position uh, and they're just not playing in their favourite position. But it, I don't think it'll do them any damage at all. Mm. I mean, I think the, 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 the biggest damage to, to Guardiola in the last few weeks has been the Sterling situation, Nathan. That's yeah, why so I right didn't mention Guardiola in, in the managers mm. that I was talking about, uh, Pogba, because, uh, I mean, it's been, it's been in the papers last week uh, that Sterling has, has, has said to Guardiola, I won't sign a new contract unless you guarantee me to play me, not in every match, but in certain, a certain amount of matches. This is this is nonsense. You can't. No player in the world can say to any manager, unless I wanted in my contract that you're going to play me in nearly all the matches. I think Sterling hasn't been playing well. I mean, he, he hasn't played well for City since Christmas. He played well for England in the in the Euros. There's no doubt about that. But he hasn't played it for, done for City. So I don't know what's going on there. Well. well. Well, something seemed to clearly happen behind the scenes with himself and Guardiola because, again, he started last season well and suddenly found himself completely out of favour, hasn't been able to get any sort of form going for Manchester City, but has still been able to do it for England. Is, is it not understandable for Sterling at his age, with his experience and his talent, to say to his manager, if you're not going to play me, let me go? Well, that, well that's, he, he didn't actually say that. I mean, he, he said that's, that's what he wanted in his new contract. Yeah. And I think uh, Guardiola responded by saying, well, then you, as far as I'm concerned, then you, you can go because I'm not giving you that uh, assurance. Nobody can have that assurance in the world, Nathan. I, think what ha- I don't know what happened to Manchester City, but I do know from Christmas onwards to the Euros, he, he played very, very badly for City. He didn't try a leg, mm. in my opinion, Nathan. Then he got into the England team and did try, and he played really well. So how can you do that? Why, why should he be doing that? I mean, he's getting paid 300 grand a week. Uh, and, and, and he should be doing his stuff for City, and he wasn't doing it. And what I've seen from this season for City, he, has, he hasn't been trying either, Nathan. So I don't know what's going it's, on there. Unless, again, he's aging or he's been tapped up uh, by somebody. But he hasn't been doing it for City, that's for sure. But then to ask for the manager for, for an assurance that I'm going to be playing, regardless of how I play, <laughs> that's what he's, he, he's, he's insinuating, uh, is, is ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. So I can't see a happy ending there. Whatever has got on, John, it's it's a huge blow for Manchester City because Raheem Sterling, 18 months ago, was scoring 30 goals in a season. It looked as though it had all come together, that we knew he always had the pace, we always knew he had the technical ability, there were always some question marks about his finishing, but he seemed to answer all of them. That here was a player on the verge of being one of the best in the world. And he's just stagnated completely over the last nine months. He could well have been the answer for that Harry Kane, number nine position. Well, it, well, definitely, he, he would certainly be the best bet they have 
for scoring the goals it, 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 from from the way he was playing, Nathan, definitely. But you're going back to last Christmas mm. when, since he's since he played well, and I I could never understand it when he was coming into the run in the city uh, with City that he, he was playing so poorly and, and was left out, left out of the team quite rightly as well. So. I don't know what I don't know what's happening there, but they 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 do they do ideally they need a, a Harry Kane, and that's not yeah. going to come about in the immediate future, Nathan. So they they do have a problem there. There's no doubt. Chelsea might have some similar issues over the next couple of weeks as well, because it was a, an easy win last night against Malmo, but a disappointing night with the injuries to Timo Werner and in particular to Romelu Lukaku. Uh, Thomas Tuchel had actually said ahead of the game that there was a real issue around mental fatigue with Romelu Lukaku, that he was overplayed, and then he lasts 25 minutes before he twists his ankle. What has been your assessment of Lukaku since his arrival? Because he hasn't scored in six games, and you know he has a, is a player who has played an enormous amount of football throughout his career. Yeah, well, well, I, I think they needed somebody like that, uh, Nathan. You know, I think Lukaku is a good player who will get caught. I think he's got a few for him, not as many as we as would would be expected. Um, but I think if it's, if, it's, if, if, if sorry, if Tuchel if Tuchel thought that there was fatigue and that he was overplayed, should he not have just left him out last night? Well, that would make sense in the way he's talking, Nathan. But you know mm. what you'll find with managers, you know, the most important match is always the next one. Yeah. Right? And it's very, very difficult for them. In, and all the managers now, with the amount of matches that the players are expected to play, it's too many, in my opinion. They've just come out of the Euros. They're into the, 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 the European competition. I'm talking about the top, particularly the top teams now. I think they're playing far too much football. And I think you will get the tiredness uh, that Tuchel has talked about and the injuries, Nathan. I mean, they picked up two injuries last night. Playing in, if you look at the amount of matches they played in recent in recent times, and the Kaku particularly has played in, I think, in all of those matches, I think it's too much for them. Liverpool, uh, it was Jesus, was some game against uh, Atletico Madrid. There have this week been some questions about Virgil Van Dijk and his ability to get back to where he was pre the injury, which was probably the best defender in the world at that time. Is this just a natural? getting back into a period for Virgil van Dijk that with being a year out, it, it might take six, nine months, or is there a possibility that he actually never gets back to that level again? Oh, I, I don't think it'll take him that long, Nathan. And to be fair to him, I mean, since he's come back, I mean, he was playing against Griezmann the other night. He was one of the best finishers in the world, in my mm. opinion. Uh, and he made he made a couple of mistakes. But he's played quite a few matches up to, up to last night uh, where he's done well. And I think I, I, I did read in the paper, he did say himself last week, <clears throat> with the injuries had, it's going to take him a little while to get back to where he was, which is only natural because he was out for what, a year, which is a long time in football, to get back to the peak of where he was before he got injured. But I think he's done extremely well uh, to, 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 to play as well as he has done for Liverpool coming back from the injury. I think he made a couple of mistakes the other night. But that's really... The first couple of mistakes I've seen him make since he's come back, um, but I think he can, he can get sharper and will get sharper as he goes mm. along. Watching Liverpool the last night again, it, it, you, you mentioned Van Dijk's mistakes, and, and it, it does always look as though it's the defence that's out of shape when they concede. But quite often, mm. then it's maybe more that the front three aren't working as hard, or the midfield aren't working as hard. It was that a big problem for them the last night that the lack of control that they had in the middle of midfield? 
Yeah, well, they, they started very well, Nathan. Um, mm. But but it, this Atletico team is a good team. You know, they, 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 they don't stop, and they did come back into the game well. But if you go back, I think, on the first goal, I think it was from a corner kick, and they, 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 they let it go send two players out, and Liverpool only sent one player out, and it finished up going in the back of the net. Now, you know, the, 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 and Griezmann scored from it. So there was a lot of things happened before, um, you know, Van Dijk came into the picture in, in, in that particular way. But yeah. the Atletico, I mean, Liverpool started really well to get the two goals up, Nathan. But I think they're, they're lacking a midfield player that can get a, a hold of the game when they do go 2-0 up. In other words, close it down a little bit, slow it down a little bit uh, in, in the middle of the field. And Atletico really did come back into it well. Uh, and to be fair to Liverpool, they stuck at it well uh, to, uh, to, to, finish up, to finish up winning the game, Nathan. You know, Atletico, I think the Atletico... Like, there's an awful lack of uh, discipline about them, uh, as you can see from the manager as well. Yeah, you know, and the penalty, the penalty that they gave away uh, later on in the game. I, I have Mario Hermoso gave the penalty away when he was he did the, the, the the tackle, a challenge on uh, uh, Giotta. It was ridiculous, Dayton. I mean, the ball was in the air, and he just launched himself into Giotta uh, to give it away the way the way he did. But, uh, you know, I think Liverpool stuck at it well and, and, and came away getting a good win from there. Uh, where are you on handshakes, John? Diogo Simeone obviously didn't shake Jurgen Klopp's hands, but he said afterwards he never shakes hands. He doesn't believe in handshakes. Yeah, well, he's, 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 he's a manager on his own, Nathan, or a character on his own. He, he, when you see him going up and down the line, I mean, and I, I, I wouldn't be surprised at him doing that. I mean, see the managers when they're beaten like that, Nathan. Nobody wants to shake hands. And what, what 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 about it anyway? What's the big deal? You know, he's, he's, he's going mad anyway. He's probably going mad with his own players. What he didn't do this or didn't do that. And yeah, shaking hands. I mean, sometimes they hardly shake hands with each other anyway. They just about brush each other going past. It's 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 supposed to be part of the game. But was I that tradition uh, always there? Sorry. Would, was that tradition always there? Would Don Revy have shook hands with Brian Clough at the end of a game with Bill Shankly? Well, they, they probably would. Would it be? It would it be. It wouldn't be a real genuine shake of the hand. It's, it's, it's just what that's what you're supposed to do. And if you don't do it, then you're a bad sport. But the managers wouldn't care about that, to be honest. They yeah. They shook hands or didn't shake hands, to be honest. And when you were Especially a manager, when you've lost a goal late on and you've lost a yeah. penalty or whatever it might be, a bad decision. You know, like managers are really, really, uh, really uptight, uh, Nathan, during the ninety minutes of a match and shaking hands or not shaking hands wouldn't be a big deal to them. Yeah. Do you, when you were manager, did you uh, have the glass of wine afterwards with the opposition manager? Was that something you, you wanted to be a part of? No, it, 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 that's not, it doesn't happen all the time, that, Nathan. Right. You know, it, uh, like it's, it's usually the, 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 the manager of the opposition come to, you know, you, when you go up with, say, to the director's uh, lounge, then the... the the, 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 a lot of times, a lot of t- times, you wouldn't see uh, the opposition manager, Nathan. It right. wasn't. It wasn't part of the, the the routine. Anyway, in my my experience, anyway, because you'd have to be going up to uh, where the drink would be would be in the director's lounge, your director's lounge, where the, the opposition directors. And a lot of times, and I never did myself go up to the in, in away from home. Go up to the uh, the, the, the director's lounge. 
Yeah, it, it, it's or not exactly a, very, very seldom. It wasn't normal. Right. Usually, when the match was over, you'd see the the the, the, the opposition manager. You shake hands. Well, most of the time, you shake hands, and that'd be it. Who who didn't you shake hands with? I, I, I shook hands with anybody that wanted, <laughs> wanted to shake hands. But but see, what, what what I did find that there weren't there weren't many good losers, Nathan. Yeah, there weren't many good losers in 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 uh, in management. Very, very. I came across very, very few that that could take it. Now, what I, my experience with ex, uh, managers I played against was they'd always talk about their own team. Yeah. Win or lose, win or lose, right. Nathan. You know. Because I did often wonder what, what was what was the conversation? Yeah, when you just after the game. Well, we did really well today. You know, you know. I didn't think we deserved to be beaten, but the way we lost. If you're going to lose, that's the way to lose. And not many good, not many good losers, Nathan. Not like you, John. <laughs> no, I, well, I, I, <laughs> I take it. I mean, I'm not saying I was. I, w- I would. I wouldn't. <laughs> never. Nobody likes losing. But I, I, I just found it like you could say to them. I would say to Manny, "Well done, your team played well." Yeah, I you rarely lost, that. of course. Rarely <laughs> lost. Uh, to wrap it all up in a bow, then, John. What yeah. about a Diego Simeone type figure yeah. at Manchester United? Well. Could they cope with his intensity? Yes. Yes. Players players know, Nathan. They don't like it, but they respect it. Do you know what I mean? Like if, mm. if you're playing in the team, I came across players myself, played in the team. They, they like the manager. We oh, you know, he's too soft, he's not good, he's not good. Like when they get a, a hard manager, they do moan about it, but they do it. You know what I mean? They respect him, win the yeah. matches. But most of, most of the successful managers I came across in my time were players that I played against. They didn't like the manager. You know, they didn't really like the manager, but they respected him. And, and managers don't want to be liked. No, they want to be respected. They want to be known as a hard nut. Mm. That's players. They know it's, it's in good They're winning matches. They're doing the right things. The, player, the manager might give them a right telling off. Wouldn't like it. But he'd be right, and he'd go and play again. I, t- I think I told you one time there's a story from from, from the, uh, the great Wolves manager. In, now this is going back to the Bill. Bill uh, I can't think of his name, Nathan. Now Stan Cullis. Stan Cullis. I spoke to a, a, a well-known player who played for him. When we'd both finished playing, it was a do at Manchester, and I said, "What was Cullis like?" He said he was the biggest so-and-so I ever met in my life, but he was a great manager. Right. So that's all that matters. That's all that matters. That all, that's all that matters. Managers, you know, I've, I've seen a lot of managers say, "Oh yeah, I like him," but he, but no, he's not. He's not really doing it. Right. So when you when you come to Simone, uh, well, I think if he went to Old Trafford, they wouldn't like him, but I think they'd respect him, Nathan. All right. Well, we shall see what happens, John. Great stuff as always. Thanks, Nathan. Football on Off The Ball With Sky Come on you girls in green Good luck to the Ireland women's football team in their upcoming World Cup qualifiers